You just want to hit. Hello and welcome to Jabberwocky. Today is a very special episode. It's the fiftieth subscriber episode. I think some people might think that this is our fiftieth episode. Why did I say subscriber? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's Follower. Wrong. Follower. They think this is not our fiftieth episode. I did the math recently, and I think this is thirteen or fourteen. But nonetheless, this is a very big milestone. We've been working to get here for many months now. I think we made this deal back in November, right after the, Thanksgiving. Pretty much from the beginning. Almost. It was. I think it was. It was. The, it was our Black Friday episode that we made this deal. That oh, was if we can okay. get fifty followers, then we can read. Wow. Jason Cage, David, I got a Man. question for you though. Do yeah. you regret it? Um, <laughs> we'll find out. I don't think there's anything in in the first Jason Cage that I'm terribly <laughs> terribly embarrassed by. So, are you saying the second and the third are completely off the table? This, um, the second one, there is some legitimate. <laughs> Just I, I pulled a uh, Hollywood. Yeah. And whitewash the entire story. <laughs> I wasn't so, going to go. We'll cut you that. some slack. We'll cut you some slack, David. You I were 13. A, you were 13 yeah, I, and you were you were homeschooled. You I didn't, didn't understand. know that I was doing right. that. Right. As as long as you doing don't. doing what I had seen all everybody else do. Yeah. As long as you don't do that, still, you're fine. All right. So, um, I think this is about three chapters long. Chapters aren't too terribly long. This is. Do you want to begin now? Oh, I just want. To, I also want to say I have not. I have intentionally not reviewed. Oh, okay. Um, this this story at all. Right. So in it can be genuine. preparation for this or anything. So uh, what I'm I'm basically all that I know about it is as much as I can remember we, slash what we've talked about. We read about it. A couple. I think over Christmas, right? Or summer? I think it was summer. We we read the second one. Over summer, we were oh. just having some fun. I think, yeah. And you talked about so, the first one, but I didn't read it. Yeah. Um. So I, I really these. don't. I have not like reread this or anything. I read these probably every week. <laughs> every, I week. <laughs> every week, I just to refresh my memory. All right. This okay. is. Are we gonna? So are we gonna do this? Like, is are we gonna just have commentary along the way? Is that how we're yeah, doing? Yeah, we this? can. We can. Yeah. Okay. But hopefully, don't do, don't like break up the that flow of the story, you know. So don't just like yell when I'm. <laughs> don't break up the flow of the story. Yeah, because I feel like that would be annoying if people are trying to get into the story and then like you're going like. So are we? <laughs> are we? Are you just? We can, gonna, yeah. So there, I will. There we're reading through it of, one time. Yeah, you know, with lots of pauses. There's gonna be okay. lots of pauses for when you, if you want to say something, and then you can say your, or I'll say something. All right. So we're reading through it with commentary. Yes. Do you have okay, it pulled I'm up ready. on your Google Doc? Nope. You, I don't you even know, you're just going to listen to me? I guess so, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Fangs of a, of the Viper. Not of a Viper. Of the Viper. Fangs. Oh, okay. I thought this of one was the, the Viper. I thought this one was called Viper Strike, but I think that might be the fourth one. Viper Strike. The fourth one that is lost. It's not lost. You have it? <laughs> I think so. Okay. 
we'll we'll get I think to it's that. Probably buried later. somewhere deep in the recesses of yeah. my Google Drive. So, um, is that what this episode is going to be called? Fangs of the Viper. Yeah, Fangs of the Viper. <laughs> a Jason Cage adventure, Chapter One: Hot Pursuit. My name is Jason Cage. I seem to have acquired a knack for getting into trouble, but I guess it all began that day I rode down to the Recreation Center's baseball fields at the urgent request from my friend Danny. I popped down the kickstand. <laughs> I popped down the kickdown stand from my bike and pulled my bike lock from my backpack as I scanned the area. It was Situational crowded with awareness. spectators. See, okay, you, I'm in the middle of a paragraph. You can't be. You can't <laughs> okay, just, sorry. It, did you really add anything by saying? What did you say? Situational awareness. I was just trying to illustrate what he's doing there. He they they can follow along. Well, thirteen-year-old you is. I thought some readers might just be like, "Oh, he's just looking around." No, he's not. He's scanning the area <laughs> because he's, he's scanning. He's always the on the alert, ready you, for adventure. You also uh, missed uh, putting an "i," so it reads as scanned the area. And there are a few there are a few typos oh, on this first page. Thank you for thank you. But for, for some reason, no one edited it. But they did tell you to get rid of the word "tiny." Anyways. Okay, we're continuing. Really ask yourself if the commentary is necessary first, please. Gotcha. Okay, I'll try to restrain myself. <laughs> it was crowded with spectators who clustered around the four baseball fields. In the middle, a concession stand was selling hot dogs and candy. Kids were playing baseball on the fields, and there was the constant noise of cheering parents. I looked around for Danny. He was standing over by one of the fields, wearing the same Boston Red Sox cap he always wears. He was watching some little kids play baseball. I strolled over to him. When I got closer, I got a better look at him. His eyes were bloodshot and had heavy rings under them. He looked like he had been up up late. Who? How old is Jason Cage? By the uh, way, I think he is like maybe like I don't know. It was probably like I don't twelve, know. thirteen. I was 14. probably like twelve or thirteen when I wrote this. So he's probably. I don't think I was fourteen. Huh. Okay. I sure hope I wasn't 14. I yeah. we'll, we'll say I was like 11 or 12. Okay. Just to be generous to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, he, so he's probably about that age. Okay. So. He, <laughs> he gave me a half-hearted smile when he saw me. Jason, he said. Hey, Danny, what's up? He looked around nervously and then turned back to me. I need your help. Sure. What's going on? My dad. He's disappeared. Danny's dad was a scientist who worked for the government. Recently, he'd been working on a top-secret project. Neither I nor Danny was supposed to know this, but Danny's dad wasn't the most, most organized guy and tended to leave things lying around. It had only been a matter of time before Danny had spotted the vague letter from the president requesting his services on a top-secret project of the wow. utmost importance. So this side gets, yeah, gets gets orders directly from the president. Little do people know the president also is the commander of chief of all scientists in the United States. <laughs> and he controls all scientific research. This has already escalated so quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> I was just riding my bike down, which by the way, if you haven't picked up on this, Jason Cage is me. Yes, that is all true. All of my like most of the characters that I wrote at this point in time were all just like it was just me you. imagining myself having these adventures. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, it had only been a matter of time before Danny had told Mia about the letter. Disappeared. Not just disappeared. He was kidnapped. Kidnapped? By who? That's just it. I don't know. But I want your help to find out who. And then we rescue my dad. Sounds risky. And dangerous. There may be a high possibility of us both being killed. I know. Well, count me in. <laughs> Setting the stakes right there. <laughs> we might get killed. This two, is life or death. Two 12-year-old boys already are okay with the idea of them dying. I was very influenced by like the Goonies. Yeah. Um, those types of kid type adventures. I mean, I wasn't directly influenced by the Goonies for this story, honestly. But Yeah. If there's one problem I have, I read too much. I've read so many adventure stories and follow so many book series, I can't even remember them all. Subtle flex on you. <laughs> Dude, after we just established that this character is you, you you essentially just flex on us and go, yeah, I read so much, I can't even remember what I read. It's whatever. 100% of them involve adventure, mystery, and suspense. And no way was I ever going to turn down an adventure like the one Danny had just offered me. So where do we start? He disappeared three days ago. Before that, there's only one significant thing I can remember. The day before he was kidnapped, a man came to our door. He wanted to talk to dad. I listened in on the conversation. The man wanted my dad to give him the plans to what he was working on. My dad slammed the door in his face. The next day, he went to work as usual, but never came home. What did the man look like? He was bald and huge. I mean, he must have been on steroids or something. He had so many muscles. And he was wearing a black t-shirt that was really tight on him. And his ears were all puffy. They sort of looked like cauliflower. His nose was crooked, and I think he was missing a couple of teeth. Hmm. Sounds like a boxer or a wrestler. <laughs> Wait, is that the actual line? That's a line. That's a That comes right out of Jason Cage's mouth. Sure, boxer that's or a wrestler. You gotta, you gotta know, when somebody has a crooked nose and cauliflower ears, which also, I like how he, like, describes the condition of cauliflower ear without yeah. like, calling it actually being aware ear. of that. He's yeah. just like, they looked like cauliflower. Like, <laughs> that's how scientists nope, that's came up with That's an actual condition. <laughs> right. Surefire sign, when you have somebody exhibiting large muscles, muscles. <laughs> large muscles, crooked nose, puffy black ears, and a black t-shirt. In bald. Was he bald? He was bald. And he's bald. That can only mean he's a Two boxer things. or a wrestler. That's it. Maybe both. That means, also, I also I mean, like how... <laughs> I also like how... <laughs> so, like, I don't know who this bald guy is. I assume we're going to find out. We're probably going to have to, like, fight him or something. Okay. We're de He's definitely going to, like, try and kill us or something. Mm -hmm. But this guy apparently is presumably working for the bad guys. And so their strategy to get these plans is to send somebody to this scientist's front door, yeah. knock on the door, and ask for the plans, and then the scientist, like Danny's <laughs> dad, just kidnapped. shuts the door in his face, and this guy leaves. Well, they tried to go with the easy Danny's way. Dad, first. like, not report this to his superiors. Guess not. Maybe he did. We never know. Willful suspension of disbelief. Yes, we'll see. Gonna, you're going to need a lot of that to get through these stories. Yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. I'm on the edge of my seat. Literally. All right. Um, Danny continues. Danny continues here. He was definitely creepy. My eye caught something and I gulped. Say, I said, is that him? I pointed to a big, well-muscled guy who looked like he could bench a thousand pounds. He was bald. Everybody can do that. <laughs> he was bald and he was wearing a tight black t-shirt that showed his chest muscles really well. <laughs> <laughs> So, question, are you, like, imagining anybody in particular right now? Yeah, I'm imagining, uh, like, a mix between Jason Statham and The Rock. Although, really? you probably had The Rock in the mind. In the mind. I don't know that I had The Rock in mind. Right now, I'm imagining, like, a combination between um, Dave Batista and mm-hmm. uh, Half-Thor Bjornsson. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Yeah. <laughs> He's like one of the strongest guys. He's like yeah. on Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know who he is because he's also Someone, does like okay, strongman so, competitions and stuff, which I also yeah. don't do. But okay, Danny yeah. looked back. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining right now. Yeah. <laughs> Danny looked back at the man. His eyes grew wide, and then he turned back to me. Get the key to your lockout and start walking with me toward the bike rack. If that man follows us, run. I pulled my key out of my pocket and casually started to walk back to my bike. I stuck my thumb in the back pocket of my jeans, like I usually do, and I put my hand over the knife I kept there. (laughs) I carried it just in case I needed a knife to cut a piece of tape or cloth or something. But if this guy intended to hurt us, I wasn't going to hesitate to whip it out to defend myself. (laughs) (laughs) And let's imagine, like, it's a Swiss Army knife. Let's is be it? honest. It's definitely. No, I think it might be that. You know that little black knife that I had that was like yeah. two inches long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of that because <laughs> it's just a knife. You guess I need to cut a piece of tape or cloth, or cloth or something. When you find yourself in need of cutting tape or hey, cloth, I was always prepared. All right. And by I, I mean Jason Cage. I didn't. I don't even know that I always carried a knife. Or stuck my thumb in my back pocket. Like, yeah. I thought you were going to say where that mannerism yeah. came from. You wish you did. You thought that was so cool. Not right now, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I glanced back at the man. He was walking behind us, trying to seem casual. He wasn't doing a very good job. (laughs) He's following us, I said nervously. Okay, make a run for the bikes on three. One, two, three. I sprinted toward my bike. I must admit, I'm not exactly a sprinter. I'm more of a distance runner. But now I was running faster than I had ever run before. Even so, Danny reached the bikes before me. When I got to the bike rack, I dropped to the ground and unlocked my bike in record time. Then I began sprinting, pulling my bike along with me. Without stopping, I leaped on my bike and began pedaling as fast as I could. When I had gained some speed, I chanced a quick look behind me. The big man was sprinting right behind me, only three feet away, and he was slowly getting on me. Okay, there's no way a man... Yeah, there's no way a man a this size guy. can sprint that fast. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely on some he's obviously performance in shape, enhancing but... drugs. But even then, like muscle weighs a lot. And if you're sprinting yeah, that mean, fast, I mean, like, you know, some guys are pretty big and pretty fast, but still, that's that's incredible. Maybe he got a, maybe he had a chance to catch up while I was unlocking my bike. Yeah, probably. But you did it in record time though, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> Who knows? We don't know the exact logistics of it. All right. Anyway, he's hot on my heels. He's hot I on I'm my referring, heels. I thought I'm, ref- like I'm referring to Jason consistently in first person. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the one writing this. Well, it's I'm like, the it's like uh, The Hobbit. 
oh, or Bilbo okay. Baggins writes it. I forced myself to pedal faster. The man was only two feet away now. I was getting closer to Danny, but I knew I probably wouldn't get away. As I crested a large hill, the man was only a foot behind me. I feel at that, like at that point, the guy could have just reached out and grabbed you. Yeah, that was what I was wondering is like, why has it like, like is his, is his hand one foot behind me or is, it, <laughs> or is, is his body one foot behind, one foot behind me? me? Just like, he's like trying to just chest bump me to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's just crested a large hill. The man is a foot behind him. But now I was on a long, steep hill. I could pedal hard and simultaneously gain even more speed from gravity, but my pursuer would have to slow down or risk tripping and falling flat on his face. I caught up with Danny and looked behind me. Our pursuer had slowed down, but we would have to keep pedaling hard to get away. I knew we couldn't keep this up all day, but something told me that this guy could. Head for that neighborhood, Danny shouted, nodding his head toward the entrance. He banked hard right and I glanced backward. The man was farther behind now but not by much. Follow me, Danny said. I know my way through this neighborhood, but it's like a maze. I don't know why Danny has started talking like that. That's not me. That's not in the story. That's me. I'll probably work through the character voices in this story, to be honest. Try to There's do an count- impression of, of Silas because you always Danny's, state- just, Danny's just Silas. Yeah, I know. I can't think of how Silas talks to do an impression of him. In my mind, I've never been in this situation with Silas. Yeah, I I feel like Silas talks so much like me; it would just be me talking. Okay. (laughs) There are countless loops and dead ends. I'm hoping that this guy probably won't be able to figure out which way we've gone. We zipped around a corner, then another. Danny steered into a street that was a dead end. Behind a large fence was a sign reading "Dead End" (laughs) 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 with thick brambles. At the right corner of the dead end was a ramp. So I'm thinking they're in a dead end right now. <laughs> Are you you thinking they're in a dead end? I think that's what I don't know. I think they might not be in a dead end. I think that's the kind of vivid picture that you were trying to paint there. Did you notice how when I was describing the baseball field, I described in very basic terms what every single like baseball field. Rec- recreational baseball field is like? Yeah. It was very good. Like I could have just said I was at a recreational baseball field and everybody would have been able to imagine exactly what it was like when I proceeded to describe all the things that every field is like. Yeah. All right. Danny started pedaling faster to build up speed, hit the ramp and went flying over the brambles and out of sight. I raced towards the ramp and felt myself. Yeah, there's a ramp at the right corner of the dead end. Dead end was a ramp. Okay. I raced towards the ramp and felt myself launch into the air. When I hit the ground, I was over the wall of brambles. Danny was parked in front of me, and we were now on a poorly traveled path with brambles on both sides. So I think uh, you looked up the word thorns in the thesaurus and looked for synonyms so that you didn't say thorns <laughs> over and over again, <laughs> but you fell into the same trap and just said brambles over and over again. <laughs> I think maybe I just, well, you know how there's like blackberry bushes? Uh-huh. Like that's a thing where there's just is like- a thing where you know. we live. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was trying to describe. Brambles. Which also, that's a pretty risky jump. I'm imagining yeah. like jumping over a six foot wall of brambles. Yeah. And landing in between that and another wall of and brambles. brambles, just so many brambles, brambles everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> Danny motioned for me to stay silent, and then began walking his bike along the trail. 
we can't risk making any noise in case we've in case we haven't gotten as far ahead as I hope, he said. After 300 meters along the trail, it ended in a wall of brambles. <laughs> so you switch to the uh, metric system here. Even though we're in America, you said we go about 300 meters. <laughs> hey, that's our policy. We need to switch to metric. That is true. I'm that's a Jabberwocky stance on metric. Yep. Danny stomped. Dan- well, Danny stopped and stomped on a gr- on a rock in the ground. Then a gr- grassy patch of ground fell away, revealing a dirt staircase staircase leading underground he descended down the staircase and i followed at the bottom was a short low tunnel what is this place i asked he opened the door at the end of the tunnel revealing a large underground room in the middle in the middle were several different chairs and a hammock was set up in one corner near it were boxes with names on them on the far wall was a crude wooden desk with a laptop computer on it welcome to the haven danny said Boom. I don't what know who in the world. The Haven. <laughs> that, Probably not. Up where to did code. that come from? I have no idea. It literally came out of the ground from the dead end. In somewhere. I told in you be- they weren't in a dead end. In the brambles. <laughs> so. I don't think that it's probably legal for them to have that there. And there's definitely no way they made a whole underground bunker without hitting any like sewage or water lines. <laughs> this is a feel to do with. So I guess we're going to find out because there's other kids that show up in this story too. It's true. But there's also, isn't his, isn't Danny's uncle in this story? Yes, it is. Don't Sorry. spoil it. Sorry. We'll continue. That was the end of chapter one. Oh boy. Chapter two. That was pretty intense. Shark Tooth. <laughs> what a good title. Such a good title. What, what, wow. Listeners, comment below. What I'm just wondering, I mean, I guess there's no real way for this to actually work, but I'm just wondering, what do people think is going to happen in this chapter entitled Shark Tooth? That's... Because if I didn't already know yeah. what that's referring to i would have no idea it's true that's what that's what i like about your writing is that you there's so many twists and turns you can't <laughs> figure out what's going to happen it's impossible <laughs> all right chapter two shark tooth danny sat down at the desk and booted up the laptop oh also at the end you called it a laptop computer are you 60 years old no one calls it a laptop that computer. Was, okay no that was back in the day it was still definitely when, not called a laptop thing. computer. Okay, mm. laptops, are, you can still call a laptop a laptop computer. It's no called a laptop does. because it's a computer that can sit in your lap, hence the name laptop. <laughs> laptop computer. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. All right. Sorry, sorry, I got a little... <laughs> Please Me and a, okay. Okay, so here, here now we're about to learn where we get the haven from. Me and a couple of my friends built this place as a secret hideout. It took us three months just How? to dig this place out and another two weeks to get everything set up. Wait, did he say three weeks? It took them three months to dig it and then two weeks to get everything set up. How do they have a like I don't know high tech disappearing trapdoor? Who knows? Willful <laughs> There's a lot of suspension of disbelief. Okay. Okay. Also, who are these friends? I don't know. Maybe we'd learn about them in Viper Strike. 
Just keep reading. And why isn't why hasn't Jason been included? That's what I was wondering. You know? Why did Jason huh, get Danny? Ex- excluded? Clearly they're not best friends. And I don't think yeah, Jason where, realizes that's it. where now I finally realized where you were those five weeks. Do you think three, that two weeks and three months? So three and a half months. <laughs> I didn't even uh, see you, Danny. All of a sudden you call me up needing help. Three and a half months you were digging this secret hideout. Didn't ask me for help. <laughs> Do you think that this secret hideout might be inspired by the fact that Danny is essentially Silas mm-hmm. and Silas has a treehouse or had a treehouse in their uh, forest? Mm-hmm. Do you think that you were secretly jealous of Silas's treehouse and you're like, I'm going to write that into the story? I don't know if I was jealous of his treehouse, but I, I liked his treehouse. It was pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Or maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. We've got a remote control self-opening door, supplies, and equipment to last us three days, which isn't really going to do that much. Three days is nothing. What is this for? Apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> Who <Okay>. knows? <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in this little thing for three days. Supplies and equipment to last us three days and live streaming video of all the surrounding streets. Plus, we've got internet internet, and empire total war. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he says. He says empire total war, period. That was the coolest game. Yeah, it was. Which, which if you don't know, was a CD-ROM video game that we used to own. And it was very fun. We did? Yeah, we. Is this different it. from Rome Total War? I think that's what. This is the mean. one where you're like the British Empire, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I was see. I was never very good at those games. I always tried to play them, but eventually it just devolved into me. Just like you, like, you could do like the custom battles, yeah. You know, and I would mm-hmm. just like max out on like <laughs> stuff and just like like you could have like the flaming pigs, yeah. <laughs> just like get a whole game. bunch of those and just yeah. All right. Okay. Nice. We aren't going to stay down here for three days, are we? We don't have that much time. We have to find my dad and rescue him as fast as possible. You know, my mom isn't going to like me running off without telling her. So ask her if you can come on vacation with me for a week or so. We aren't on vacation. Okay, tell her I'm going to be traveling and that I invited you. But when she finds out that your mom is still home, she'll know something's up. Don't worry about that. My mom knows I'll be gone. She'll want me to be supervised by an adult, though. I've got that covered. Hey, there's our big friend. I walked over to the laptop. On a screen, on a video screen, I could see that Mr. Gorilla (laughs) running down a street I didn't recognize. So now you're insulting this bald, large man and calling him Mr. Gorilla. I'm sorry, Mr. Gorilla. (laughs) Mr. Gorilla. My apologies for my uncouth youth. (laughs) He's completely lost. He has no idea where we are. The only way he's going to find us is if he turns about the nine different corners he needs to, manages to jump over the brambles, then walks the right direction and accidentally steps on the button that opens the trap door, Danny said. Have you got a phone? I asked. Danny handed me a cell cell phone from a box sitting on the desk. I dialed my mom's number. Hello? Hi, Mom. Danny's going traveling for a couple of days, and he asked me to come along. Can I go? I don't know. Danny says that there will be an adult. Hmm. Well, I suppose. How long will you be gone? 
I pressed the phone against my shoulder. How long are we going to be gone? A week at most. I put the phone back up to my ear. About a week. Will you need any clothes? My mom asked. I relayed the question to Danny, who told me to ask for some. Yeah, just drop them off at Danny's house. See you in a week. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so Danny's mom is uh, not the best mom who basically just says, is there going to be an adult? And he says, (laughs) yes. And then she's like, Sounds good. There's going to be an an adult. I don't really care which adult it (laughs) is. An adult. As long as there is someone over the age of 18. (laughs) And and Danny's, or Jason is very trusting that his mom is going to pick out good clothes for him. (laughs) You know? Like if if I had to call my mom and be like, hey mom, can you pack clothes for me? I would be a little bit worried. No offense, mom, but I'd be a little, I'd be a little worried. I turned off the phone and put it back in the box. All right, now we wait, Danny said. Wait? We don't have to leave for another hour yet. Why not? No adult. (laughs) Want to play Empire? (laughs) About an hour later, Danny and I were busy fighting a battle in the Indian Ocean when I heard the trap door open. Matt's here, said Danny. Who's Matt? Me. (laughs) I don't like that voice. Should I keep that voice for Matt? Wait, wait why, what was the inspiration for that voice? Uh, I don't know. Just seems like we need a deep voice character. Uh, do maybe try and like me. Uh, be, me. Yeah, be me. a little bit cooler with it. Me. He's not like me. he's not ang- he's not really like an angry person, but he is. It's me. I think he should Matt. be hardcore. It's me, Just Matt. Like, me. Me. No, do, I don't know. Matt. Do like. I'll t- I'll work on it. Do your best, um, Uncle Jake. Who's Uncle Jake? You know, Jocko's like character that he uses oh. to talk to kids. That's how kind of how I imagine Matt. Standing in the doorways was a tall guy who looked to be about twenty eight or so. Very specific. He was athletic looking with a handsome face and a nice tan. His sandy hair was cut short, and, and the traces of stubble around his mouth suggested he had forgotten to shave that morning. Danny. What happened? Asked the man. Oh, that was Danny. That was Matt. Danny, what happened? Asked the man. He was kidnapped. Not good. So why do we have to rescue him? Did you call the police? Yeah, they won't believe me. But what about your mom? Wouldn't they believe her? She doesn't believe me either. Dad's kidnapper sent a a phony note saying that that dad had something come up at work. He had to quit catch a quick plane and he'd be gone for a while. So how do you know he hasn't? Because dad would have called, and he would have come home to pack some clothes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and because about an hour ago, we were being chased by a huge guy who told dad to give him the plans to what he was working on the day before he disappeared. Right. That could be a problem. I don't (laughs) How big is this guy? (laughs) You're going to dial it back, dude. How big is this guy? A whole lot bigger than you. How much bigger? If you punch him in the stomach, he would break your hand. And there's no way your jujitsu is going to work on him. Rats. <laughs> Matt's catchphrase. Rats. He tossed a backpack. Wait, is, on, that, is, wait, is that in? Is that a line? I, I quote. If you punched him in the stomach, it would break your hand. And there's no way your jujitsu is going to work on him. Rats. Okay, but then is there that line that, that's his catchphrase? That's or you just added that? I made that up. It probably is. Okay. 
He tossed a backpack onto one of the chairs. Looking closer, I realized it was mine. There are your clothes, he said. He grinned. My name's Matt Richards. I'm going to be your chaperone. <laughs> Matt was the best one for There's the job, no Danny cool said. Way to use the word. He's a CIA agent. <laughs> There's no cool way to say the word chaperone. I mean, maybe there is, but that wasn't it. <laughs> okay. He's a CIA Sorry. agent. No way. Oh, that wasn't Matt. No way. Yes way. Danny walked over one, over to one of the boxes and started pulling out stuff. A backpack, a first aid kit, a map, the 2009 CIA World Factbook, some binoculars, a Leatherman tool, and some other things. He put them into the backpack and hoisted it on his shoulders. Let's go. <laughs> Gotta have my CIA world factbook. I think I probably found oh, those at the so, library. So I think that we know when you wrote it, which was 2009. So you would have yeah, been... Because it would have... He would have, of years ago, the most current version. So you would have been 12, right? 11, 12? I guess, yeah. I would have been right. 12 in 2022 now. All right. And then Danny says... Let's go. Well, okay. I mean, I still think you would have had Google back then. I mean, maybe you might have been using it. Well, the first iPhone came out in 2007. It's true. Matt doesn't have an iPhone. He's yeah. got to have the physical copy of the 2009 CIA, CIA World, World Fact Book, <laughs> <laughs> which I think just contains facts about countries. Like, I think it was just that's it's just all like it was. the like, capital basically, of, of to. Tibet is. I think it was like Wikipedia. It was like, well, it was, I think it was like for briefings on like what certain countries are, but I think it was probably basically just Wikipedia, but for countries only, which seems like it would be easier for, for that to just have an iPhone. Well, and I think anybody could get it, but I don't know. All right. I really, I'm not sure, but who knows? It seems impractical to carry around. Yeah. I don't think they're going to need it. Let me just put it that way. So do we have any leads? We were in Matt's red Mustang GT. It was a nice car. I don't know a whole lot about cars, but Mustangs are some of my favorites. No leads yet. That's really helpful. So how do you two know each other? I asked. I'm his uncle. Matt enlisted in the army when he was 17, but my dad went to college. Of course, my dad was about 10 years older than Matt. I fought in Iraq during the Persian Gulf War and then joined the CIA. I heard a loud engine Would that behind even line us, up? and I looked when back. When was the Persian Gulf War? Is that like in the 90s? I think so, but I think it went on for a while, though. Okay. It probably lines up. I hope so. I heard big a loud engine. <laughs> big up big if ups. you're listening and you actually to did serve in the Persian Gulf War. Big ups to you, yes. I heard a loud engine roar behind us, and I looked back. Behind us was a black Dodge Ram coming up fast. And guess who was sitting behind the wheel? Uh-oh, said Danny. The Hulk is back. So what? I can outrun him any day, said Matt. He pressed down on the gas and quickly exceeded the speed limit. I didn't know if CIA agents, CIA agents were allowed to speed, but I would guess not, especially while they were off duty. And at the speed we were going, I could tell it wouldn't be long before we acquired a police escort to the county jail. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we pulled off the freeway at 100 miles per hour. We were now in the crowded streets, in the crowded downtown streets of Portland, 
a place where going at this breakneck speed was a risk to the lives of many pedestrians. <laughs> the tires screamed as we ripped around a corner. The first few streets we had been on had been on had been relatively long and straight, but no but no the streets were sh- now the streets were shorter and the city became a crowded maze. Matt slammed on the brakes as a truck full of bananas pulled in front of us. We hit the truck so and dislodged its load. <laughs> Why? It could be anything. Please okay. tell me. That we're not going to have like a mass scale version of like the banana peel slip rope <laughs> where this truck is going to like just like run over all these bananas and lose traction. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to see. We hit the truck and dislodged its load. Open crates of bananas spilled onto the street. Matt struggled <clears throat> Matt struggled to control the car as squished bananas filled the streets and made them <laughs> no. as slick as ice. I looked back at the Hulk to see him pointing a gun at us. I ducked just as a bullet shattered the windshield, narrowly missing my head. He has a gun too? Boy, he fights dirty, said Matt. We peeled around the around a corner and ditched the slow banana truck. The back of the Mustang slammed into a car pack parked on the side of the road as we turned another quarter we clipped another car causing it to spin out of control and take the door off a little prius while a lady was getting out the lady wasn't hurt but she sure could scream jason you see that grassy park over there matt asked as he swerved around another car yeah i'm gonna slow down and drive over to it i want you to jump out jump out are you insane you'll survive just roll when you hit the ground but why This guy only wants us. He won't go after you. All right. I grabbed my stuff as Matt drove across the flat grassy park, dropping his speed and risking letting the ram catch us. I opened the door and leaped out, rolling as I landed. I got up and looked back towards the Mustang. The ram was right on its tail. The Mustang turned a tight corner with the ram, bearing down on it, and then it disappeared from sight. Moments later, I heard a crash. I rushed towards the noise. The back of the Mustang was all smashed up. Smashed and it had broken through the window of a shop. There was no sign of Matt and Danny or the Ram truck. I was stuck downtown Portland with a backpack full of my clothes and my knife. That was it. No food, no money. But I did have one thing, the Ram's license plate number. 628ETN. I wasn't exactly sure how knowing the license plate number was going to help me, but at least it was a lead. I examined the wrecked Mustang, looking for some clue. I couldn't go to the police. They'd never believe me. I had to find Matt and Danny on my own. But how? It started to rain, and I ran for cover. The only thing close was an old oak tree. The tree wasn't much for cover. The rain just fell through the gaps between the branches and drift, or dripped off the branches onto me. I hugged myself to try to get a little warmer. I hoped the rain would clear up soon. Cars drove by, their windshield wipers working to clear away the constant torrent. A motorcyclist Why? rode by. Why is he sitting in a park? Like, just like go find a Starbucks, dude. Yeah. (laughs) No, he could only find an oak tree. That's literally the only place he could find cover. David, he scanned. He surveyed. He used his environmental scanning abilities. Could not find better cover except for this oak tree. Okay, just the way it goes. A motorcyclist rode by, splashing water up onto me. I didn't really care. I was already soaked and freezing. The motorcyclist stopped and took off his helmet. The rider was a boy. 
who looked to be about 16. He had dark hair and was wearing jeans and a brown leather bomber jacket. Sorry about that, he said. It's okay, I chattered. That was my best chattering impression. I probably wasn't good. Say, shouldn't you be inside somewhere? I I haven't g- g- got any place to d- to go. The boy stared at me for a moment as if contemplating something. Then he said, hop on. So he's already fairly cold. Now he's going to get on a motorcycle. He's definitely going to get on with a stranger. But I'm more concerned. He's definitely going to have hypothermia. I mean... The wind chill on wet things, incredible. Ooh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I hesitated for a moment, then grabbed my stuff and got back and got on the back of his motorcycle. What were you going to say? This just seems so random. It is. I told you, Jason Cage stories have so many twists and turns, you literally cannot know where it's going. The boy gunned his engine and raced. Also, I don't think it's legal for 16-year-olds to be driving motorcycles. Why wouldn't it be? They can have driver's licenses. But I think you have to be older than 16 to get a motorcycle permit. Maybe he was on the edge. The boy gunned his engine and raced off. He was clearly a skilled rider, zooming along the streets. He steered well, but seemed a little off balance. Probably because of my extra weight. He pulled into a roughly paved parking lot and parked next to an old brick building. On the ground, faded paint outlined a hopscotch area. The boy climbed up the fire escape on the side of the building, and I, shivering, followed. He stopped at the door on a level and opened it. Mom, I'm home, he cried. (laughs) A pretty woman came to the door. She was wearing shabby clothes, and her dark hair was pulled back in a ponytail. A A few stray strands hung in her face. Who's this? She asked. A kid I pull it off the street, the boy said, gently pushing me inside. He was trying to tough out the storm. Well, come right over to the fireplace. What's your name? Would you like something to eat? Jason, ma'am. And something to eat would be nice. Sharktooth, go give this boy a blanket and some dry clothes while I heat up some soup. The boy led me through a narrow hallway to a room. He disappeared for a second and then appeared again, holding a towel. Dry off, will you? There's some dry clothes in that dresser over there, he said, and then closed the door. When I had changed, I felt a little warmer, but not much. I came back into the living room where I got there. When I got there, the smell of chicken noodle soup wafted over to my nose, and the boy was sitting on an old couch flicking through channels on a small television. A stack of blankets was next to him. He handed them to me. What's your name? I quivered as I wrapped up, wrapped myself up. Sharktooth. That's an interesting name, I said, noting the sharktooth that tingled from his neck. So, <laughs> is his real name Sharktooth? Or did he I don't adopt know, his that mom... name after his mom calls him Sharktooth? I think it would his have been mom funny. mom calls him Sharktooth. I think it would have been funny if his mom called him his real name. And it's something like Richard. Or Eustace. Or Eustace, but he's trying to go by Sharktooth. That would have been good. That's an interesting name. Oh, I already read that. What were you doing sitting out in that storm? I'd tell you, but you'd never believe me. Try me. So I told him about Danny's dad being kidnapped and being chased by the big man, and about the haven, and about Matt coming, and about the car chase. I believe you, Sharktooth said when when I was finished. You do? Yeah. In my experience, 
the stories that sound the craziest are usually true. And I'm going to help you find Danny and his dad. Sharktooth is wise beyond his years. <laughs> the stories that are the craziest are probably the true ones. Is that what he says? Are usually true. I don't know. You have the... That is the end of chapter two. Now we're on to chapter three. I believe this is the final chapter. Oh, boy. Maybe there's a fourth chapter. Is, chapter how long three. Are we going already? 44 minutes. Wow. This is... We're getting there. Chapter three. Into the lines in. I think just this last page here. Okay. You are, I said. Yeah, as soon as the rain clears up, we're heading down to the airport. The airport? Why? Because that's where your friends are. How do you know? How many black Dodge Rams with a license plate 627 ETN do you think there are in this city that belong, that are being driven by huge bald guys? One. That's right. And I saw it at the airport. You did? When? <laughs> right before I met you. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Jason, your clothes are done, Sharktooth's mom said. Go get changed and That's we're off. super convenient timing. Also, yeah, it, the, the, the chase happened like two minutes before Sharktooth picked up Jason. No, I think he was there for a while because he got soaked. I don't know. Remember? Go get changed and we're off, Sharktooth said, gesturing to the window at the dwindling drizzle. Dwindling drizzle. That was the fastest change I've ever made in my life. <laughs> Soon I was clinging to Sharktooth's back as we raced down the streets towards the airport. We made in record time. And I quote, it says, we made in record time. Sharktooth avoided the main entry for people who were boarding flights and went straight towards the plane hangar. He quickly pulled into a little crevice just large enough for the motorcycle. We'll have to airport security. Yeah. I guess you can just I didn't know that you could just ride up onto the hangers. We'll have to find the right hanger, Sharktooth said as he dismounted the motorcycle. What if they've already taken off? I inquired. They won't have. It takes time to get a plane all checked out and ready to fly, and my guess is that they won't be in any rush. Doesn't make any sense. They'll definitely be in a rush. We sneaked along, looking for the black ram. It was in the seventh hangar next to a small plane. There were some men moving around the plane, doing engine checks and stuff like that. Then the big man in the black t-shirt came out of the plane and began talking to one of the mechanics. Sharktooth and I slipped over to the plane and stole inside. Matt and Danny were trapped in the seats, bound, gagged, and blindfolded. We untied their blindfolds and gags. Shh, said Sharktooth. We're going to get you out of here. No. Oh, that's Danny. Sorry. No, said Danny. We can't leave yet. We have to find my dad. I guess they're all whispering. Danny, they, should, they could kill you. I replied. No, they won't. Not yet. Anyway, they want us to use us. They want to use us as blackmail into working. Hold on. I never start that sentence over again. They want to use us to blackmail my dad into working for him. <laughs> and I suppose you have a plan all figured out. Sharktooth said skeptically. The cargo area is in there. Matt said, nodding his head toward the door in the back of the plane. You two can hide out there and sneak off the plane when we land. Then what? Then you rescue my brother and meet us at the plane. Why does it say brother? Wait. <laughs> you wrote Matt is Danny's uncle. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, Matt's talking. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> then you rescue my brother and meet us at the plane. I fly us out of here. No sweat. 
Shark Shark Tooth looked at me and nodded. Let's do it. The cargo hold was cold, cramped, and uncomfortable. <laughs> You'll notice that Shark Tooth doesn't have to ask his mom. Yeah, his mom doesn't care. When you name your kids Shark Tooth, you just expect that he's going to be getting into trouble. Adventures, yeah, that's what mystery. I'll name my kid. Shark Tooth. Shark Tooth. <laughs> the altitude we were flying at had thin air, think, so Shark Tooth, what? Do you think his his first name is Shark Tooth and he has a middle name, or is his first name Shark and his middle, and middle name, name Tooth? tooth. I don't know. Guess we'll never know. It's your character. Uh, yeah, I guess I could decide. Yeah, you are literally the author of this story, so you can make any <laughs> decisions you want. <laughs> All right. The altitude we were flying at had thin air, so Sharktooth and I had found some oxygen masks. The flight was un- was the flight was fortunately a quick one, only an hour or so. I bundled up in some extra clothes we found and tried to get some sleep, but I couldn't. My heart was pounding and adrenaline raced through me. We were hiding in a cargo hold, planning on a rescuing a scientist who had been kidnapped by a bunch of people who wanted him to build some machine that could do something. The plan was simple. Too simple. How are we supposed to find Danny's dad? How are we supposed to get him out? These doubts nagged at me the entire flight. Finally, the plane touched down. Sharktooth and I hid some boxes in ca- hid, hid in some boxes in case anyone opened the door. I guess this has hid behind. Did I say behind earlier? I don't remember. Anyways, I heard some people talking. Very, this is very like Indiana uh, Jones. Res- I was going to say like Star Wars A New Hope where they're going to rescue the princess. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I heard some people talking and the sound of footsteps and then it went quiet. Sharktooth cautiously opened the door and stepped out. I followed him out of the plane and s- to the sound of lapping water. We were in an open hangar, and I could see the ocean. We were in the lion's den. Come on, come on, Sharktooth said. I guess I can read Shark. Come on, Sharktooth said. We gotta find Dr. Richards. He led the way toward what seemed to be an elevator door that had the image of a snake of some sort. Next to what? Next to it was a number keypad. Uh-oh, Sharktooth said. Keypad lock. And this is a special kind. You can only press a number one time. You get three tries to get the combination right. If you get it wrong on your third time, the alarm sounds and you're busted. Conveniently, Sharktooth is an expert on keypads and knows, just by seeing a keypad lock, the exact intricacies of it. Very suspicious, if you ask me. (laughs) I was just thinking of this, like, how does Sharktooth know where he needs to go? I think Sharktooth is a snake. Sharktooth? More like snake fang. Am I right? <laughs> Let's just keep reading. Like, like, I have a <laughs> I prediction in- about how he's going to do this. Okay. I reached into my backpack and fished out a pencil and some paper. What are you doing? Sharktooth asked. Just watch. I whittled the pencil, scraping the graphite into a pile. Then I yep. blew the graphite onto the keypad. Mm-hmm. Fingerprints had been revealed on yep. three of the eight buttons. Eight, three, and zero. Six possible combinations. I only had time for three. I pressed in random combinations. Zero, three, eight. The keypad beeped a low beep, evidently proving that combination wrong. Wait. I tried another is one. Is that right? Six, three possible, six possible combinations. I think so. Yeah, I think that is right. Yeah. I tried another one. Eight, zero, three. Wrong again. I only had one more chance. If I got it wrong, it was all over. I pressed my final combination. Three, zero, eight. I waited for the alarm. 
The keypad beeped, and the elevator door slid open. Where'd you learn that? Sharktooth asked as we entered the elevator. I saw it on MacGyver, actually. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> so you can make a bomb out of a stick of chewing gum, too? The elevator door opened into a long corridor. At the end of the corridor, it broke into a T. At the beginning of the hallway on each side was a door, and there was one at the end. The T extended about 40 feet, with a door at each end. The doors at the beginning of the corridor were labeled Lab. The door at the very end of the passage read Control Room. Both doors at the end of the hall said Containment Cell. Pick a door, I said. Sharktooth ran down the left to the court, the left corridor to the door. This one had a regular key lock. Sharktooth whipped out a jackknife. However, when he opened it, it revealed a lockpick. He inserted it into the lock, wiggled it around, and then popped the lock open. Inside okay. the cell... I'm what? pretty sure Sharktooth is a criminal. Because <laughs> he's a jackknife that's actually a lockpick and knows how to lockpick. Pick yeah, locks. Like, yeah, like, what else is he doing with that? Just breaking into the, homes. Have a hobby of, like, being a locksmith? I don't think so. I think he does. I don't think he's a criminal. All right. Uh, where are we at? Inside the cell, Dr. Richards sat on a bed. Dr. Richards? I said, Jason? Jason Cage? What are you doing here? Rescuing you. Please, come on. We haven't got much time. Sharktooth was at the other door, releasing Matt and Danny. They caught up with us as we headed toward the elevator. Wait, said Dr. Richards. We have to get the plans. He darted into one of the labs and then reappeared, stuffing papers into his pocket. Hey! came a voice. I looked to see the bald guy sticking his head out of the door of the control room. The elevator door closed just as he reached us. He actually started to pry the elevator doors open, but we were already on our way up. What? Guess, we reached the hangar. That's like an achievable physical. That's, yeah, it's not that hard. We reached the hangar and I started running for the plane we had come in. What are you doing? Matt asked. I thought you said we were going to fly us out of here. I am, but not in that, he said. In that? He pointed to a sleek black airplane that was clearly designed for stealth, plus it had rockets. An identical set. An identical one sat next to it. We got on just as the bald guy came out of the elevator, followed by several other people. They shot at us, but we were already inside, and their tiny little 9mm pistols did little more than dead the plane. Matt sat down at the controls, and we took to the skies. That was the end of chapter 3. Chapter 4. There's three pages left. That's not the title. Let's just keep rolling on. What's the, what's the title of chapter four? Chapter four. What's the title Dog of chapter fight. three? Uh, Lion's Den. Oh. What's the title of chapter four? Dog fight. Ooh. All right. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> I like, yeah. You the Chapter two, you label Shark Tooth, which clearly has no, like, you have no idea what's going to happen. And then chapter four, you label Dog Fight. All right. You know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we sped across the sky at what felt like Mach 2. Because Jason knows what Mach 1, Mach 2, and Mach 3, and the differences between them. I thought we I were, think I was just trying to use like general hyperbole. I thought or maybe we were I looked up free. like how fast a stealth fighter can travel. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was wrong. Rika tika 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 the sound of machine gun fire <laughs> tore through the sky. Uh-oh, Matt said. We've got company. 
I glimpsed the other stealth fighter, which was hot on our tail. It was firing super high-power machine gun bullets, and I bet that they were armor-piercing incendiary rounds. Like the fighter, like the fighter jets actually still use machine guns, or do they just use rockets now? I think they also. Have that seems so antiquated. But they're like powerful machine guns. Do they though? I don't know. Ask Jason. It seems Cage. like they would just use rockets. I don't know. Who wants to go on a roller coaster ride? Matt asked. Oh no, I hate roller coasters," said Sharktooth. Matt shot downward into a dive. The sea was coming up to meet us, and in about three seconds, we were going to hit. Then at the last moment, Matt pulled up and flipped the plane upside down. Then he fired our guns at the enemy stealth fighter, which had followed us into the dive and was now streaking towards the water. The bolts ripped across the plane, but to no avail. They only placed tiny holes in its wings, which seems problematic. Tiny holes in the wings of a fighter jet? That's pretty impressive. Matt pulled in closer behind the fighter, and now it was our turn to chase him. Matt fired the machine guns again, trying to fuel, trying to hit his fuel tank. Then the enemy fighter pulled upward in a wild circle. Oh, in a wide circle. In a wide circle. Circle, and we followed. When he finished the loop, he tightly flipped the fighter upside down, and he was now on our tail again. Matt banked left and then pulled into a barrel roll, the enemy fighter never slacking his pursuit. Matt flew upward and then flipped into a loop. Now we were behind a fighter again. <laughs> I'm imagining these guys just like flying upside down and like taking turns like flipping Ow, behind each other. Like, that's like the only move they have. <laughs> the enemy circled around and then flew upward. Then he pulled downward tightly into a loop. <laughs> We were right behind him, and Matt launched a missile. The missile chased after the enemy fighter, who bobbed and weaved to get away. He flipped and looped and turned and tried to evade it, but the missile kept chasing him. Finally, it hit him, completely taking off his left wing. The fighter spiraled downward and hit the ocean with a massive splash. Matt was grinning like a maniac. Heat seekers, you have to love them. (laughs) Is it over? Sharktooth asked Sharktooth. His eyes were squeezed tightly shut. Yeah, I said. It's over. Woo, said Sharktooth, opening his eyes. I hate roller coasters. I was glad to be back at Danny's house. Despite my love of adventure, I needed a break. I have to show you how to pick... I'll have to show you how to pick locks, Sharktooth said. That would be cool, I replied. Thank you for rescuing me, said Dr. Richards. Although I tried to be very steadfast in my decision not to help them, I would have broken some time. And if you hadn't rescued me, the world could be in great danger. Just who were they? I asked. I'm not sure, said Dr. Richards. I know they were a very powerful group. I know they were a powerful group. I believe they call themselves the Viper Organization. In any case, they are well-funded and very organized. The place they were keeping me in was one of the many bases they have. In any case, they are a serious threat to the world. What did they want from you? Dr. Richards smiled. I'm afraid I can't tell you that. It's confidential. That was Jason Cage. The wow. Fangs of the Viper. How do you feel, we ever Adam? know? I think that's a great story. There is, yeah, there is another. Jason Cage 4 is with the return of the Viper organization. That was incredible. I love that story. It's very good. Very well written. 
um, better than anything I've ever written is incredible. I hope that that was rewarding for all you followers out there. Oh, speaking of that, we got to do some big ups. We do. Yep. Big ups. All right. Um, Let us up. know in the comments what you thought of that. <laughs> Keep Let us the know. Com- There's on no our comments. Instagram. Also, on our Instagram. So I really want somebody to leave a review on iTunes. Like, not just rate it, but leave a review. Has anyone rated it? Yeah, we have seven ratings, and they're all, we have all five stars. Wow, I didn't even check. Don't leave a review if you're not going to give us five stars. Because this is That's, a five-star podcast. Don't do that. <laughs> it's barely even a two-star podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you ever looked at, like, uh, like the related or, like, related podcast stars? Joe Rogan no. on there. We're related to Joe Rogan. What? We're related to Joe Rogan? I mean, I That's think, incredible. I think, I wouldn't say that. I don't think that Joe Rogan's related to us. Okay. Okay. So big ups this week. First one I want to say is goes out to Addie. She's just been a true homie. Uh, I said that she deserves a signed Jabberwocky poster. <laughs> we so, don't even have any posters. Yeah. I, I don't know when it's ever going to come. Okay. So big let ups. Let us know on, let us know on Instagram or Twitter. First of all, let us know on Instagram or Twitter if you liked the story. I okay, want the I'll probably I'm gonna make a Jason Cage post so you can leave all of your comments down there. Yep. Also, um, let us know if you would be interested in having a Jabberwocky poster. Yes, and we will make. If them. enough people would, if enough people are interested, we might make them. Are we charging money? Yes. That's good. We'll at least have to. It we'll won't at least be expensive. Have to sell them at, we would at least have to sell them at cost. Okay. Can we make? Can we sell them at one dollar profit? I feel like that's what are we going to do? With acceptable. Sh- sure. Yeah, we'll sell them at one dollar profit. Just to just to say, like this is the first dollar we made from our podcast. That could be cool. And we'll sign them. I don't know how. Yeah, we we'll do sign that. them. That's a logistical. Yeah, I issue. don't know. I guess we. Would, well, I guess you'll be here at some point. That's true. Right. Hopefully we'll like, get them all done Zoe's by graduation. May. Yeah. Hopefully That's we'll like get them all month. done by May. Okay. Big ups this it week. Take that goes, long to print them. Goes to uh, Mitchell Brown. Thank you for following us. Uh, Sarah, thank you for following us. Um, Josh, thank you for following us. And Evelyn, thank you for following us. And Danny, thank you for following us. And on Twitter, all y'all. that was all Instagram. I think we have one Twitter. One Twitter one that we got to do. I think it's. Yes, I believe it is Joseph. Thank you for following us, Joseph, who, believe it or not, we figured out. So last week I told you about our analytics. Uh huh. Well, turns out that Joseph, in fact, is our Ghana listener. Oh. How crazy is that? I hope he's sharing wow. it with all the Ghana people. Yeah, what if our podcast like really starts to take off in Ghana? In Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if like cool. what if they love our podcast and then there's like some like the Ghana film industry really loves Jason Cage and they make it into a movie? That would be incredible. We'd have to Wow. That would be um, Jason I think Cage on the big screen. I in think Ghana? you're I think you're counting your chickens before they hatch, but I I don't know, man. I yeah. Um <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. Is there a big film industry in Ghana? Probably, uh, probably. Okay, so that was our big ups this week. Thank you. Oh, and one more big ups goes out to Silas because we said if anyone understands the Trumbo's world reference, we'd give you a big ups. 
Did he Big ups to you, Silas. He commented and said, yeah, he said, we, I, he said, I got the Trumbo World reference. Big ups. Of course. Very he would. cool. He would Very know. cool. Of course he would. I wasn't surprised. All right. Which, so comment below if you, the after, Jason Cage. if you're now going to look up Trumbo's world and try to understand what it is. Yeah. Um, all right. So are we going to do our weekly picks or what, our, are, what do we call it? Our spicy tunes? Spicy tunes. So I just want to say, actually, I'm I listen, actually. You're not ready. I thought this. I thought we were doing like a special thing, and I was thinking like, "Oh man, this is gonna." Oh, take we're still forever. gonna do spice. It's okay, David. I can. I'll pick up the slack. I always got spicy okay. tunes. You, hey, you. Um, you know what? You do your spicy tunes, and I'm gonna look through my stuff and. Okay, so I just want to say, tunes I'm, I want to, I want to share my thoughts on your spicy tunes suggestion last week, or okay. not last week, last episode, "Young Dumb and Broke" by Elton John. Um, why does he sing so weird in this song? I think it's just like because he's. I think just because he's getting up there in years, you know. But it's like, so you're still thinking of me. It's like I don't. It really kind of breaks up the flow of the song. It's a good song though, still, but not at all what I was expecting. So I would rate it probably a seven out of ten. Huh. Yeah. All right. So my spicy tunes for this week are. Let's see here. First one is going to be Always Like This by Bombay Bicycle Club. This was a song that I heard this week, and I've been listening to it every single day for the past week, multiple times every day. Very good song. Second one is... mm, I got to pick a good one. Oh, this is a good one. Um, where is it? I think it is. Everyone go listen to the song. Love is a Beautiful Thing by Wolfpack. Very good song. And my third one is... Bizarre Love Triangle by New Order. Those are my three. Three okay. picks. Wow. Okay. Very good songs. Um, I have a few. Okay. I, well, I have at least a couple. So uh, I think so I'm going to go a couple different directions for this. So do you remember the movie Chicken Little? Yes. Is this going to be another Elton John? No, it's not Elton John. Okay. Um, do you remember the end of that movie where they're in the movie theater watching the movie adaptation of oh. the events of Chicken Little? And it's like no. Adam West is like the Jack Chicken Little and they're like in the spaceships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and there's that. like, they're like, like they're about to go fight the villains mm-hmm. and Runt is like, and Chicken Little is basically like, Runt, we got to go fight the aliens. And Runt's like, I'm ready. And he's like, ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low. And then they go and fight the the aliens and uh-huh. um, ain't no mountain high enough starts playing. Yep. My spicy tune for this week, one of them, is that version of Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Which sung is not by Adam West? Sung by, well, that would actually be really cool. No, it's <laughs> sung by Diana Ross. Oh, okay. Specifically... So that song is kind of like a slow burn because like the first two thirds of the song 
are pretty slow and not that exciting. It's almost she's almost talking. Okay. I'm not about that. But then there is the part where it like hits the drop mm-hmm. and it's like Ain't no mat. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm sorry for everybody who's listening. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty good though. <laughs> You'll okay. understand when you listen okay. to it. Um so that, so that's one of them. I'm gonna put that on the playlist. Just to let y'all know, David did make a playlist where he puts all these songs. Yeah. Um is, is it should be I'll put it in the show notes or link it in our Instagram bio. Yeah. And it'll already. be in the well, Instagram bio well, too. Can we do that thing where they, you know how there's some pages that have like, you click on the link and there's more links inside the link? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. We'll have to look that up. Because so that would be pretty handy. That's your spicy tunes for this That'll episode? Be one. There's another thing that I want to talk about okay. um, for my spicy tunes. Okay, so did I tell you about the Jocko? I did, right? Yes. The Jocko album? Uh-huh. Where it's just a guy and he's just created like yeah electronic versions of a lot of like Jocko's motivational speeches. Yeah. I'm gonna put one of those on there. Okay. That was pretty good. Some motivation for you guys. I like good. Good's a good one. Good. All right. Well, that was our 50th follower special. Are we gonna do one for a hundred? Maybe. Who Maybe. knows? I'm not gonna and commit to anything right now because to all the people out there who uh thought I was gonna end the podcast because I've said it a couple times that I was gonna end it once I hit 50 because it was taking a lot of time. Uh, I'm probably not. Just let you know. Good. I've got a lot of other interviews that we got to do. There might be another. Yeah, we're going to start doing some interviews. There might be another Finer Things Club episode coming up. So, question. Yes. Am I not allowed to be on the Finer Things Club episode? It's not that you're not allowed to be on the Finer Things Club. It's just that usually we go pretty late when we record those episodes. Okay. Well, will you at least let me know? Just I, I mean, I want to do one with Hayden. It's just a logistical error problem. Okay, right? well, let me know, and then I can decide. Because I might just be like, oh, I don't want to do it. But We might do one on Sunday. Throw it out there. Tomorrow. On Sunday? Which I is might tomorrow. be busy. Yeah, it will be tomorrow evening, though. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there might be a, ep- another episode shooting that way. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to be on the show, but that I just haven't been, like, committing to that. Yeah. You got to start lining that up, bro. I know. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Hope you that was a wild ride. Enjoyed the Jason guys, Cage. I hope it was worth it. And Terrence, remember, let us know if you want posters. We might do that. Yeah. I think I might redo the logo too. David might redo the logo, which would be incredible. Because that not Q&A, that the logo is bad. It'd be cool, like if you made a new one. Yeah. I like because I, I changed things up for that Q and A graph. Yeah, the Q and A was, was like really nice. I might do try and do something kind of yeah, like that. Q and A was which is maybe nice. like it's just not like super fancy, but it's like, it's like a, it looks three D. You know, that's kind of what I, I really like the colors on it. It's the same colors as our logo, but it looks different though. Yeah, I use the way the colors them. work together. Just okay. looks better. Well, I know? might try something with that, but. Yeah, that'd be cool. So um, let us know. I'll make a Jason Cage post. And so everything that we've asked you to comment about, you can just comment all there. Comment, Do all those comments and leave a review on iTunes. I really want to read on some iTunes. reviews. Be as funny as you want to be. And be as rude as you want to be. Uh, we uh, can don't be rude. 
well, don't be excessively rude. But if there are things that you think we can genuinely improve on, yeah, yeah. If you have constructive criticism, constructive criticism, but we'll don't, but don't tell us how bad we are. Yeah, be nice, please. Okay, so thank you. That was wild, parents. If your kid calls you and says that they're going traveling and there will be an adult along, please find check. out who that adult is. Please check to see whose adult that is. Whose adult Kids? that is. Kids? Don't just get on a motorcycle with strangers. Don't do that. Even if they're six, even if they look sixteen, and they have a leather bomber jacket, don't do that. All right, especially when you're downtown. All right, that's not no. Also, you are downtown by yourself. Don't hide under. Go to a, a Starbucks. Tree. Yeah. Find an adult. Find a police officer. Tell them, hey, I'm downtown by myself. Yeah. Would you be able to give me a lift home or yeah. something like that? It's their job to make sure that you're yeah. safe. Don't do the things that Jason Cage is doing. Do this is a fictional Jason. work. And don't carry around knives if you're going to cut <laughs> tape or cloth. Because that's dangerous. All right? So be careful with that. Just, yeah. Just be use some, use some common, common sense. sense. Oh, jinx. You owe me. I don't think that was quite a jinx. I think We, we said it at the saying, same time. We're going to have to play that back. I think we said back. it almost the same time. We're going to have to play that back. I think I said it slightly before. You owe me a soda regardless. Okay. Uh, you know what? I don't want a soda from you, so you can have it. No, you owe me a soda. Okay. I said well, that you, you can... not that you get a soda. You have to buy me. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, if it were switched and you owed me a soda, I wouldn't even want it, and I would give it to you. I anyway. will get you more Jocko tea. Oh, I, I am out. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll run the tapes back. All right. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic. Rest of your weekend. West of your Sunday, week, I guess. West of your weekend. Is this going up tonight? Um, it'll probably go out tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Uh, so have a grand old time. Just a little reminder: don't be mean to people who work retail, unless just you know in general, don't be mean to them because uh-uh. it's don't it's unfun it. and it makes everyone's day a lot worse. So just be, be don't remember, be mean to anybody really. Right. Remember that people who work are also people too. And if you were in their shoes, you probably wouldn't want to be yelled at by someone for doing your job. So just a reminder of the week. Don't be mean to anyone who's doing something for you. Or anybody. Oh, and also say your thank yous and your pleases. And if they have a name tag, address them by name because I know that they're getting a kick out of it. Tip your waitresses. There was a waiters. This week, there was a guy who I rang up and said my name about 10 times in two minutes. It was amazing. <laughs> he just kept saying You liked that? It's funny whenever people like say my name when they're like, oh, thanks, Adam. It's just weird, you know, because you have literally no idea who this person is. Sure. So this guy was like, oh, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Have a good one, Adam. All right, Adam. Have a good, have a good one, Adam. And just kept saying my name over and over. Were you like, like chatting it up with him or no just like every time you every time you scanned an object he yeah was like, it was Adam. like it was Thanks, unnecessary Adam. but i had a kick out of it all right <laughs> okay keep on jabbering peace out girl scouts and i love you